0: Let's talk about money, being able to afford things, paying on time, being able to afford to invest in mentors, being able to just afford the things that you want in life. So for me, I've never had a point in my life ever, an entire life where I've ever been able, had to say to someone, um, I can't afford to do XYZ. I Y, Z. I can't go on vacation. I can't do this. And it's not because I come from money because I don't come from money because I've always been raised to work very hard and grind and hustle and find a way. Like I, my first job was up like when I was like 12 and I had many businesses since I was young and I've always found a way to make extra money and i I've just, that's just never been a thing for me where I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to let money stop me. And it's always really fascinating because you'll get people that are like, I guess this hasn't really happened anymore since I've grown. But when I was first starting, I would get people in my world and they would message me and be like, hey, I want to invest in your program. And at that time, I was charging like 3500 And they'd be like, oh, I can't afford that right now. And then they'd go and buy a car or they'd go and get like some like beauty thing done or like something, something that's just like extra and like they don't – it's not really going to change their life. It's very short-term thinking. And so the reason I bring this up is because I, I've never been at a place in my life where I'm like I can't pay someone something. Like, oh, I can't pay you right now. Hey, could you wait? Like, whether it's a a payment for a program or an investment or something that I want to do, I'm like, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to work extra. I'm going to cut back. And so I share this information because the people's relationship with money really affects their ability to make money. So where are you spending things in your life that are going to give you short-term gratification, but not going to help you in the long run? Like, I'll see people... They're like, oh, I, I can't afford to make payments. But then they're like doing X, Y, Z, else other things in their life. Like, where are you, where are things in your life that you are spending money on that you're like, I don't need to be spending money on this right now. I could be pouring it into this part of my life. For example, the, I make a lot of money per month. And the things that I spend my money are investing in mentors, right? I'm investing in skills. So I'm reinvesting into something that's going to never leave me something that's going to last me a long term I invest my things my money in things like food healthy foods and personal trainers or gyms or classes or workouts I invest my money in homes where I'm living like these things are going to help me in the long term very very rarely do you see me spending money on short term things like buying a car or I don't know, like going and getting like Botox or like (laughs) these little things that I'm just like, this is so short term and it's not going to bring you happiness anyways. You know, like not in the long term. And now I'm all for like, live your life, love yourself. Go spend, if you want a Gucci bag, go buy the Gucci bag. But it's the self-awareness to know like, okay, I can spend my money on this. Or I could use it in this to invest in myself and and grow this way. And I think that we're just, especially in the States, raised in such a consumer society. Hoard, spend more, spend more, spend more. It's like people are literally living paycheck to paycheck and have no money in their bank account. And it blows my mind. Because even when I was making $3,000 a month living in New York City, paying a ton of money for my rent student loans, I still was able to save $20,000 during my first two years in New York City. So I think that's really huge. And so it's because of the skill set that I have. And I don't like go and blow money on like a bunch of random, a bunch of random things. I will reinvest the money back into my growth, back into what I want. And I do that by taking a few actions. One of the things changed my life, I will sit down and do a finance routine every single week. Where is my money going? What can I stop spending money on? Where can I reallocate? Where, like, just getting your eyes on your money. And then I have the Mint app. I love using Mint. I've been using Mint since right when I graduated from college and I think it's really one of the things that has helped me save so much money and and be able to have the life I have is just daily I'll go in and I'll check my cash flow if I have any money on my credit cards. Um, I used to have my loan statement here used to say over, it was like 70,000 when I left New York city and now it says zero on my investments. And I'll just check, okay, like I've been spending a lot of money on food Panda, which is a food delivery, um, on a lot of food. So I'm like, okay, where can I cut down on food, but also still allow myself to live in a very abundant lifestyle. It, it, It's really it's just fascinating people's relationship with money and and the hilarious story is one time I I don't think I've ever really talked about this on social media but one time I took someone else's advice and a recommendation and I worked with this money manager who was not a money manager he was like a scammer and it's so funny because now that I've learned about finances and money and all of the things. I'm like, Oh my God, there are so many things like this in, in life where you think like someone's coming to help you and just, they're just not coming to help you. And so you have to really figure it out on your own and learn these things. Like stop putting your education and trust in other people. Like this is why instead of having someone do my investments for me, I learned how to invest. Like learn the skill, learn, invest in the skill set so that you have that and no one can take that away from you, especially in a world where everyone is trying to profit off of one another. That was a big learning lesson for me when I was working with that money manager. I had such a terrible relationship with money, even though I, you know, I've had the same skill set of being able to save and all of those things. I didn't really know what to do once I started making money in my online businesses because I was in a network marketing company before. I was like, what do I do with this extra money coming in? Because I had my job at the same time. And the the money manager, quote unquote, was like, telling me to put all this money into these different investments that, like, he was just profiting off of. And um, when I started making more money in my business, and this is when I fired him, he was just like, when I started doing the 10K months, he was so blown away and so shocked. Like, wow, that's amazing that you're doing those things, da 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 and, um, he's like, okay, I think we should up your investments in these programs and in, in these investment portfolios. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, that doesn't make sense. And he would use all of these words that weren't like accessible to me. I didn't understand what he was talking about. And whenever someone speaks in a language that's so overcomplicated I always think of the quote, quote, simple scales, complex fails. I'm like, you are overcomplicating this investment conversation so that I don't understand what you're talking about and what you're doing with my money. And it, a few things happened that made me really realize, like, oh, this is how this money managing thing works. He sent me a Christmas card, and I was like, why are you sending me a Christmas card? Like, we're not friends. I don't really care about you. Like, you're supposed to be managing my money, not sending me Christmas cards. But it wasn't from a place of like, you notice how like marketers will do that? Like, they'll like send you things. And I think the coach client relationship is a little, is slightly different. But it was, it felt very like MLM y like, keep me in your world, keep me invested in who you are and what you're doing. And I got on a call with him not too long after the Christmas card. And he basically like pitched me to join his team. Like he was like, I think you'd be really good at this, money managing. And I was like, wait, is this an MLM? Are you like scamming me? (laughs) And anyway, so I ended up shutting down that whole entire account. And I lost like $3,000 or something like that. I actually saved the, the amount that I profited. It was like a dollar fifty cents after I had invested three thousand dollars, which I just think is so hilarious. And um, I had, <laughs> you know, now like with my investment since I learned a skill, like I've made more than that and invested less money. So it's just funny how that how that stuff works. And I think that, you know, you just gotta take ownership and laugh situations like that off. Like I don't blame him. I'm not mad at him. I don't. I'm not mad at the person that recommended them to me. You know, it's, it's like, you just got to take ownership of your life and recognize that when these are just learning situations and you have to be able to laugh them off and just go learn the skill. Like, if you don't understand something, go learn how to invest. Go, Go just understand basic finances. Go understand credit. Go learn. Go read. There's so many books. There's so many videos, courses, programs, whoever. And honestly, you guys just, just sitting down and looking at your bank account every single day will change your life. It will change your relationship with money, and um, it'll change your ability to invest in people. To be able to, you know, never be that person that's like, "Oh, well, I'm broke." Like I don't still want to be around those people because people that say I'm broke, they got a victim mindset all the way down to the core. I don't want to be around those people. And even before I even had my own business, it was the same. It was the same type of thing. Like just you're not a victim, go make some money, go get a job, go apply for things. And then their next excuse is like, oh, I can't find a job. Really? No, you're just not resourceful enough. Oh, the market's scarce right now. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're just not resourceful enough. You're not thinking enough. You don't believe in yourself. I was able to find so many jobs when I quit. When I quit my nine to five job, I got a lot of online gigs. I could go find a million for you right now. Are you willing to do what it takes? that's just that's just the case most people aren't so it's like go educate yourself go find a way to make it happen even when i was making like $3,000 a month in my business i still hired a personal trainer and so i was making that in my business and i and then i was like getting other gigs online like for the longest time when i was from let's see from september to April, March of 20, so September of 2020 to March of 2021, I worked for this coaching company online, and I would run their Zoom calls for $30 an hour online. So what I would do is I thought this is a really super cool gig, and it was for me at the time because I could make like a thousand dollars in a week. So from Costa Rica, I would run on one side of my laptop, I would run their online events. And it was really cool because it was like coaching. So it was learning about coaching and leadership and, and and all of those things. But then on the other side, you know, I'd have my camera off while the, the things were running and I was getting paid $30 an hour. I was working on my sales page. I was working on content. I was working on developing. And I think it's like, again, people just aren't resourceful. That's the real issue that you're running into. It's that you're not thinking like, how can I how can I use this situation that I have right now? Where are there parts in your life where you can budget in your business even when I lived in New York City and I had a totally different mindset and I was selling supplements for a network marketing company, I would work my business on the subway and so in between jobs because I worked full-time part-time job dance try to hang out with friends work out and a network marketing company I would work my business on the subway and so literally in between stops, when, because underneath the ground you didn't have Wi-Fi, so in between stops I would like place orders or message people or DM people or talk about the pro or talk about the products. And then, um, I for that one of the jobs I had, I had a lot of traveling around New York City, and so I was constantly while I was traveling between job to job for the company, I was selling supplements or networking with people or talking or working my business. Um, I would go to the bathroom and I would put orders in. I would make content. Like I was just finding these areas of my life where I could focus on my business more. And I think that those, those moments really helped me become the entrepreneur that I am today because I never, I never just became a victim to my job that I never had the mindset of like, well, because I have a job, that means I can't work my business. I was like, all right, you know, I have five minutes free right now. I could spend time scrolling on social media or texting whoever that doesn't really care about me, or I could sell supplements, or I could post online, or I could do XYZ, and I think that it's this resourcefulness type of mindset that you have to have. For example, that's why I got that online gig where I was making $30 an hour running Zoom calls for a company, and which, by the way, there are so many online opportunities like that. Just to have extra income, because I still had student loan payments, New York City rent, traveling around the world, flights, housing, all of the things. And I was like, I want this lifestyle, so I'm going to have to find a way to make it happen. And so alongside of running those Zoom calls, trying to learn how to start my coaching business, selling supplements online, I also uh, answered questions for this nutrition magazine in Europe, because I would get paid like $20 a question so I would answer questions that came in through their uh, their audience. I taught fitness classes sometimes for them. It was like five a.m. my time, and I would go up to my New York City apartment when I was there and teach the classes because it was a good time for the UK. So there were just like things that I would do to make it happen. I'm trying to think of other things that I did for extra money. Um. Growing up, I had a dance coaching business where I would do private lessons for people and I would charge like $200 an hour for dance lessons. So That was, it was like dance coaching, which was great. There are just so many different things that I would do to find a way to make it happen. And I just want you to tap into your resourcefulness, your creativity, and know like what you see in front of you is not your reality and there is another way. So write down your biggest takeaways from this from this video, this episode here, this training here, you know, educate yourself. Don't put your money and your future in the hands of someone else. Go learn the skill. Go find someone that you know really has your back. Go educate yourself for sure, like I said. Become resourceful. There are ways, and I just, I really don't give into and want to talk to those people that are like, it's just hard, like I can't. No, not true. There is a way. You're just not being resourceful. You just got to change your mindset. So go heal your relationship with money. Look at that bank account every single day. Heal it, heal it, heal it so that you cannot be that person that's like, oh, I'm broke or defaulting payments or um, I don't know, just like anything. Like I want the life for you where you can just say, I can afford to do whatever I want to do. I can afford to invest $20,000 in a program because I want to do that. Not from a scarcity mindset like I need it. I need to invest. You know what I'm saying. Okay, queen. I will see you in the next one.